Are we, do we want to get started? Let's get started. Let's get it started. Uh, ha. Let's, Let's get, get it started in here. here. Let's, Let's get it started. Yeah. Ha. Let's get it started in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. S-T-A-R-T-E-D-D. That was my Fergie. Get into it. Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fandom. Say hi, Toxic fans. Hi. Yeah, Pope's sick, so it's just the two of us again. Sorry. He'll come back for Jep Rudy. Introduce yourself, Toxic Fan. Hi, I'm David Gorin. Um, I'm starting to enjoy being alone on this couch, mostly because I can stretch out, but I do miss our podcast ad dearly because it gives me a lot more um, time to be in charge of things, and that gives me anxiety. But I will persevere. Um, so yeah, all of that. But your dad calls me. <laughs> that was such a long intro to then get into your running bit. I have to. But your dad calls me a talent that could make me meet the wizard if I make good. So I'll make good. I'm just going to say that I love that the things that I've definitely made it throughout this entire season are Kayla, Alexis, Michelle, and Wicked. Well, have you seen the show, Tama? Why is she green? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jolie, um, one of Pope's friends who probably is also sick. I don't know. Maybe Pope's just avoiding us. He won't return our calls said that we need an intro to tell you guys our whole deal. So let's try this one. We interrupt this program to bring you this toxic fandom starring toxic fans. Abandoned as a puppy, we were found by Muriel, who lives in the middle of nowhere with her husband, Stephen Pope. Oh, fuck you. But creepy stuff happens in nowhere. It's up to toxic fans to save his new show. Stupid twink. You made me look bad. Oh, <coughs> uh, folks, I really am sick. We're just going to talk about the newest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars 8, Episode 11, The Fame Game, Variety Extravaganza. Woohoo! Starting off, they're back in the workroom. Indeed. There's we only two of them left before we play everyone's favorite game. What does that mirror message say? Uh, the mirror message says, love, love you, you girls, girls with all my, my heart. heart. So, so proud, proud of, of you top, top two. two. Uh, Candy Muse, Puerto Rico y Rep Dominicanos, estamos or orgulosos de, yeah, de te. I would like to apologize to Puerto Rico <laughs> and the Dominican Republic for whatever was just said. <laughs> And now it's time for everyone's favorite game. Can Jimbo open a box? Yeah. Yes, actually. Honestly, he, yeah. Jimbo should have bottled more this season. He could have taught the girls a thing or two. I know. Um, also, did you not catch what I was doing when I was speaking it in unison with you? No, I didn't. Oh! <laughs> 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 
in the episode, uh, Jimbo keeps interrupting Candy by speaking in unison with her. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, but I got there. No, I, I got there. No, you didn't. I had to tell you what I did. No, when you said it, like before you got, that's why I went, oh, my eyes widened. It's great. But no, uh, I will say, I thought that their fake fighting was really cute. Agreed. It's- it's so obvious in this episode that Candy and Jimbo have loved being on this journey together yeah. and do really like each other. Yeah. I certainly hope that Candy's fr- uh, Candy's friendship with Heidi can return because it feels like these three, based on their friendship in this moment, it just made me go, man, I wish we'd gotten more moments of like Heidi, Candy, Jimbo actually being allowed to be friends in the workroom agreed um i I mean i think that they probably have if only for the fact that they're going on a cruise yeah they're doing a cruise together all three of them so i assume that they've you know repaired my guess is is that nine out of ten what was going on was probably more to do with kahana i think it was i think it had to do with everyone like i think it was i i would guess that it was the pressure of the situation i would even guess that it had a lot to do with heidi not handling the fact that very clearly she was not going to receive. Like, I think that there was a level of the second you looked around the room and realized, oh, Jimbo's winning this and none of us are even competitors. Yeah. I'm sure Heidi was like, I spent so much fucking money to be here. Yeah. And Jimbo is about to have three wins before I've even, but when I've only had one top placement. Yeah. And that's fucked. And it is fucked. Yeah. So like, I can't just, dis- I mean, it's funny because I was talking, like, Whenever I talk to someone outside of this podcast, it very much is like the Jimbo Stan hour. And I forget that there are people who don't don't care for candy because it's sort of funny to be here and be like, oh, a lot of people care for candy in this room. It's always wild to me when people actively hate candy because I do think it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, you just like like I it's one of those moments where I'm always like. Candy is so funny. And mm-hmm. she's such a good piece of reality television. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone doesn't like her, I'm always like, the nicest thing I can say about you for not liking Candy is that you're really prone to feeling like you can be really prone to the edits of reality TV affecting your opinion of people. Like someone, I, I got a comment once that was like, liking Candy this season is a hot take. And I went, well, it's not like I like Candy Muse just because of this season. I just generally like Candy Muse. So, like, I enjoy having her on a season of television because I like her. I mean, I think that both Jimbo and Candy are, like, two of the most polarizing drag queens. Oh, yeah. No. And, like, they're, like, they're, like, they're, neither of them is a Nina West where I feel like you're just kind of like, oh, I, you know, I have no problem with. The most anyone's yeah. going to say about Nina is an opinion on Nina's drag rather than with those two where it's very much an opinion about them as people. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I think that Candy and Jimbo are both just very polarizing queens. There is no liking. You either love them or you hate them. And it's not like a Nina West where I feel like a lot of people can just be very neutral on Nina West. I also think there's a level of like people who love Candy Muse have been dealing with people hating Candy Muse for years now. And then there and then people who love Jimbo, not all. But Jimbo has some of the worst fans. Yeah. In the I, same way that, like, Valentina has some of the worst fans. Yeah. Um, like, there's, there, I think there's something to give my girl all of the flowers because she's doing something so different. Where sometimes people 
will attack anyone who like Rita Baga got a lot of shit in Canada for getting wins that people thought Jimbo should have gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Burr Chapman got bullied off of the internet and out of the TV show he was hosting mm-hmm. because people were mad that he didn't just fawn over Jimbo for an entire season. Yeah. Jimbo's and I think that was a really bad move from WoW because I think it gave the fi- it, I think that gave the fans way too much power. I think that the way that the show didn't just fall in line behind supporting Jeffrey is like a huge reason why the sh- fans of the show who are that awful feel like they can kind of bully anyone into getting what they want sometimes. Yeah. Um I'll say this, I think that the truth is is that it's like as someone who does find Candy quite vexing, I just think it's more of especially on her first season. And I know we've talked about this. There are moments where I definitely feel like you know, why was she not in the bottom or how was she safe for that runway? And then it's like, oh, well, the runway didn't count this week. Well, the, yeah, the runway, the runway only counts on weeks when the runway counts. Um, Cause there's also a level, I mean, we can talk all we want about why was, uh, why was the alien suit? Oh no, <laughs> we can talk all we want about why Candy was safe the week she had that runway. Can we also talk about why Simone won in a fursuit? <laughs> like, it's no because... one no one brings up that Simone was in an actual furry suit and Michelle called it like fashion. Um, it's because I'm not gonna name names, but I think that maybe you just said something. One of them is a furry. They were excited that someone was bringing something to the table. This is all bullshit, by the way. Um, they were excited that someone was bringing something Michelle to the table. Michelle was yiffing the entire time. Is that what furries do? I don't know what I just said. I'm going to be honest. You said yiffing. I, I, no, I want to be clear. <laughs> I know that yiffing is a furry term. I don't know what it means. Yiff is apparently an onomatopoeia for the sound a fox makes. It's also an acronym for a young, incredibly fuckable furry. This has been Stephen Pope has been poisoned by the internet. Back to you, Joe. So I might have just said something insane. <laughs> Pope, if you know what yiffing means and it means something insane, leave uh, it in. But, f- but funny, leave it in and maybe even tell us. If you have no clue what he's saying, leave it in. Um, if he said something really, really offensive, take it out. I just did. And those are not their pronouns. Can you bleep all the times that David just used uh, he, him pronouns to talk about oh, me, though? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, I'm never going to get this right. I should just throw myself into the pool david you just throw yourself in the sea remember that time that jonah hill got mad that his uh his girlfriend was showing her body to the ocean what we'll get him we'll get into this later okay jonah jonah hill is started dating a surfer and then got real mad that she wears bikinis and talks to men when she teaches them how to surf are straight people okay? No, I really don't no, they're know. really not. And then I saw a tweet that I thought was satire, where it was like, "Imagine you're a man and your girlfriend is choosing to give her body to the sea and not you." And I was like, "Oh, that's the funniest tweet I've ever read." And then I looked, went to the guy's profile. And went, "Nope, not funny. This this guy believes this. He's getting cucked by the ocean." Oh my! And and this is the person that like saved the Jews from Kanye West. Um, Cucked by the Ocean is the next, uh, what's that romance author's name? 
uh, Chuck Tingle. That's the next Chuck Tingle novel. Yeah. Um, or it's like, or if someone wants to do a, um, a cover of Cake by the Ocean, it can be like, la, 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 I keep on hoping. Okay, I know, that po- by the ocean. I know that Pope is sick and thus will need a lot of stuff to do this weekend. We should get back to the episode. Yes, let's get back to the episode instead of no. talking about getting cucked by the ocean. <laughs> um, so I think that, uh, I think that the, the thing I'll say about this season is I do not think there is a single moment. I, I think there are more moments where Candy did not receive flowers this season than Candy being saved for any reason. Oh, I completely like, agree. Some people have been like, Candy should have been gone long ago. I'm like, when? No. Literally what point? No. You can make the argument that you don't think Candy should have won the Rusical, which I think she did. A lot of people don't. I, it truly depends on your taste, uh, what your taste is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you could make an argument that Candy should have been high- for the for the RuPaul's Drag Race the RDR, mm-hmm. um, you can make an argument that Candy should have maybe won the uh, the second the the four, uh, week four when it was the commercials. Mm-hmm. Like you can make arguments for Candy doing better this season, but there's not really challenges where Candy did badly and then was just escorted to safe. Yeah, like she was low in the ball, she was in the bottom two. She was up for elimination twice. Like, I'll say this. I think that the only episode where I truly was like, there is unfair judging was the ball. Everything else I was actually pretty okay with. Well, yeah, because Jimbo wore the world's ugliest corset and was high. Not even that. Also, just like the Heidi was robbed. Heidi was 1000% robbed. Like, I'm not over how much I hated that corset. Like, it's one of those things where it's like... I'm not over how much I hated Lala Ree's look. I, Lala Ree's look was better, uh, was more flattering than a corset that does, than a corset that looks like it's on rosé because it doesn't do anything for any human being's body. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but like, yeah, I think this, but in, in general, this feels like a, this is a really solid top two. Um, yeah. I, as I said, I think that like, they both deserve to be there. There's no one that, I mean... Jessica could also be there. I would love it if Jessica was there. I just Jessica. I like her so much. Me too. What would have happened if the top three was Heidi, Jimbo, and Candy, though? Hmm. And, they, and they had to vote. Because, like, I think if Heidi stayed in the competition, there's a chance that alliance would have eventually just, like, cemented them as the top three. Yeah. And, and then what would they have done in that episode? They would have been like, oh, my God, we're the top three. And then one of them has to get sent home. Who would Candy have picked? Probably Heidi. Maybe. I mean, if that if if it was the same season if if it was the same season, but Heidi hadn't gone home, yes, because Heidi had started being a little shady boots. Mm-hmm. But had it been like a different type of season, had it been like a season where they loved each other the whole time, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, that's the future I want to live in. I mean, I would have been very happy if Heidi stayed this season, but yeah. we can't always get what we want. But you know what we can get? A reading challenge. All of the queens who are in the fame game get to come back in the workroom to pitch themselves for the fame game. Yes. Which is going to be a variety show where two queens are going to get an unnecessary advantage that truly, if either of them wins, will mean that nothing mattered all season for the fame game, people. Not wrong. I'm so I hate it's, this. It's actually, not a good twist. I actually um, hate also this we twist. should note that this is the first time in Drag Race history that there's been a top two. It is the first ever 
uh, top two episode. Yes. Um, there have been top twos, but it's like, Jujubee, this is not your time. Yes. Or, Jujubee, this is not your time. Or, Jujubee, this, this is, is not, not your time. time. There are three different points in which Jujubee is in the finale of an ep- of a season and is not the top two. Did she make it into the finale of... Um, Versus the World? No, the, the like singing competition? No, she, I think she was eliminated week one. Oh, wow. But Versus the World, All-Stars 1 in season two is are all moments where they go, Jujubee, this is not your time. When is it Jujubee's time? Dungeons and Drag Queens. <laughs> there you go. It, it's incredible. Um, anyway, all, so all of... Um, but it's uh, so the top two, the other, the returning queens get to meet the top two. Mm-hmm. Everyone's back, and the library is open because breeding is what hard. I was gonna say fundamental, but sure. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate that Jessica's read for Alexis Michelle was just actually how she feels about her. Yes, she uh- was like. Stop crying. I also love how Alexis Michelle's uh, read to La La Ree was an open invitation to just like, you know, come to her hotel room. It was just and dirty take talk. Away her birthday. She she literally was like, "I'm gonna punish you with this dick." Oh, that's what like older men who've never dirty talked before think dirty talk is. <laughs> I've definitely had at least three daddies say that to me, and I've never been more flaccid in my life than hearing that sentence are you saying that they didn't punish you with their dick they just punished you with their vernacular i left this in because if i had to hear it you had to hear it too i'm saying well actually they're rhetoric not their vernacular redder dick Um, oh i'm just saying that uh after being told that i was so turned off that the dick was a punishment um (laughs) And by Dick, I do mean the movie starring Kirsten Dunst and I already forgot the second person. Michelle Williams. That makes sense why I forgot the second person. Uh, oh, I love that I ever said the reason why it shouldn't have been on Blu-ray. <laughs> well, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the world may never know. Um, or just get it on Blu-ray and you'll find out pretty quickly. I will say I was surprised at how many people we saw three reads for mm-hmm. because I thought a lot of them didn't justify. I was like, why didn't we get Darian or James getting three reads? But we got Alexis going, Jimbo, lip syncing. That's the read. I was like, okay. It was kind of interesting that like, they showed pretty much everyone reading Candy. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess people just have better jokes for Candy. Yeah. Like, Candy is an easy person to read because you can do an impression of her because she has a lot of, like, quirks. Whereas yeah. it probably is pretty hard to read Jimbo because, you know, life already has. Um, It's also other thing that I will say is um, in, like, it's I think it was Kasha Davis who had the dog joke. Yeah. And it was the Tasmanian so, devil. But it was so clear that she was going to say bulldog and then realized that that was not a good idea. <laughs> I think she, I, I think that she thought about saying bulldog and then just had a better joke. Oh, okay. Cause like Jessica called her a bulldog. Like people call her a bulldog. Oh, okay. Like, cause it just seemed like she was about to go like, I'm a, I have a Husky and you have a bu- Tasmanian devil. I think she realized bulldog just isn't that funny. There. Like, Calling Candy Muse a bulldog is not, like, a great innovative joke. Tasmanian yeah. Devil, 
was so funny. But isn't that what everyone called Vangie? We call I I think we called Vangie a Muppet. I know someone definitely called her. I've definitely heard Vangie called the Tasmanian devil, the Tasmanian devil of drag, and the Gilbert Gottfried of drag. How dare you? She is a garbage disposal. You throw nails down. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Miss Vangie. I just thank myself. I was trying to give you closure. I pity the fool. One of those quotes might not have been from Vanjie. Which one is it? Leave a note in the comments. <laughs> Leave a note in a five-star review on iTunes. Exactly. Um, we'll tell you if you're right. But no, uh, I it, it, like I thought the reads were all like fine. Yeah. I will say no one bombed the reads. Um, Kasha was very clearly the winner. Yeah. she. Kept, I was like, I want to see all of Kasha's reads. I wanted to see more of Darian and James's reads. Agreed. Both reads we saw from them were funny. Yeah. I mean, but also all three people that you've mentioned are all comedy queens. Yeah. But why did I get three of Alexis's reads and only two of James's reads? That, because I feel like there was a, I'll say this. I feel like, cons- I mean, I think that they thought that the lip syncing thing was like funny to an extent, even though it kind of bombed. And I also feel like the La La Re one paid off a little bit later. And it also gave closure to that whole situation where it's like, oh, like Alexis is trying to get up in Lala's business. Although I did love that someone was like the heliport on the back of. Yeah. Yeah. That that was Kasha. Was that Kasha? Yeah. Oh, God. All of the best reads were Kasha. Like she just decimated the reading challenge. It was kind of incredible. It made me very upset. I don't think we didn't get a reading challenge from her in her original season. That was also a really late reading challenge. Yeah. That was post-Trixie coming back. Yeah. This, I mean, this was the latest reading challenge. It was the second to last episode. Yeah. I mean, the latest reading challenge is season 12. You might be asking yourself, what reading challenge in season 12? And you'd be right. Oh, that's what I was asking myself. <laughs> I just don't know how to talk about this episode. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, I think we just need to go through it. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm I'm with you. Because the truth of the matter is... Like, this wasn't like... I feel like certain Bring Back episodes have so much fire to them. Mm-hmm. Like, All Stars 3 famously had... Like, Kennedy calling Milk, like, a bad person and Milk crying. And uh, Morgan calling out Ben for eliminating her when she didn't do the worst. And then, like, also, and then this one was just, like, Alexis apologizes to Lala Ree because she's like, man, I got eliminated literally the next week, so I probably should have saved you instead. Not even that. I just kind of feel like there are no stakes. Yeah. Like, that's the truth. It's the fact that it's like the fame game is a popularity contest. Even if you got, like, if let's say Monica Beverly Hills won and it was five times the amount of votes, like, I still don't think she would have won. She would win the fame game. Yeah. The thing is, I think think the two people who won this were two people I've said the thing that sucks is that I think that it was a really, it felt like a close race between yes. a bunch of people. And now it feels like Lala Ree has such an advantage, spoiler yeah. for the end of this episode, that I'm like, I've already cast all 10 of my votes. Oh, I didn't realize you got 10. Yeah, you get 10 votes. Oh. I just voted for Darian 10 times. 
I, Darian I, won me over by uh, doing a smear campaign on Twitter of everyone else. It's really funny. Do you want to read some of those tweets later? Yeah. Let's we'll, we'll pull them up. We'll read some of those tweets after the episode. Yeah. Um, but let's let's keep going um, to yeah, get uh, through this. Uh, you know, I feel bad calling it a dumpster fire of an episode because it no. wasn't. It just, it, it, it I will just, just say there's not a single workroom bit in this episode that matters. No. And I'm trying to, I'm like racking my brain that just think of anything. Literally the only thing I have in between the reading challenge and the uh the sh- challenge starting is apologizing alexis apologizing to lala was nice yeah which like was a really nice moment exactly. i also appreciate that alexis has no idea that candy betrayed her yeah also i will say this um the just kind of getting back to the thing um you're the winner of the fame game is going to get 60k from sunday riley and darian says if you vote for her you can touch her titties yeah um so, she says titties twice in like a short succession. Yeah. So I guess since you voted for her ten times, I guess that's ten titty touches for you. Uh, I I'd like to um, I'll 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 give them to the house. You're gonna donate your titty touches. Yeah. That's that's very generous of you. It is. Um. That's very no, generous. I just don't want to drive to Rochester. It's very far away. You know, she probably will go on tour. You can probably meet her. Like, I'm I'm sure she's going to do, like, a Mickey show, and you can go up to her no. and be like, I voted for you ten times. Like, come on. Like, honk honk. I'm not going to do that, David. I know you're When not. you voted for her ten times, you can do that. I did not vote for her ten times. When you vote for her ten times. Um, I will not be voting for her ten times. Why not? She won the fame game. I, wo- I voted for her a couple of times, but I didn't vote for her. Did you, did you do all your, did you do your voting? I voted, and then it was like, vote again. And I think I voted, like, four or five times. Yeah, you get ten. So, at I guess top, I have a few at, more. At the top of your, of your screen, it gives it tells you how many votes oh, you have left. I did not notice. Yeah. I will check that. I mean, yeah, I'll check that later. Yeah. Because I'm curious to know how many votes I still have left. But, yeah, um, I, I just was, like, like, rude as a walkthrough with all the queens yeah. where you ask them what their talents are going to be, and everyone goes singing. I like that with Monica, he's like, oh, how many tracks do you have? And she went... This is the only one. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's how everyone is. Um, Kasha reveals that she's written like three books. It, there's just not that much that's Yeah, cool. I mean, it just kind of felt like this. The thing is, is that probably what it should have been is a reunion episode that also happened to have a talent show portion. And that was it to be like, all right, we did a reunion. Now all these girls are going to show you why they should win the fame game. And outro. I think they also... What know what I think they should have done? What? I think they should have had Heidi come in and perform her number after everyone and just not let her be in the rest. Of the- not tell them and just have her and then have her be an untucked. Um, or I think they should have just had her come in in the reading challenge and just read everyone. Like, like, I would have been, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Exactly. Um, I, no, I, I just leave. But I just think that like, we needed Heidi because we needed someone who had more stakes in. We needed a Heidi Kahana blow up that we just didn't get. Yeah. We needed none of these queens have drama with anyone because, like, who are they going to be mad at? Most of them were eliminated by committee. Exactly. Because Jimbo won one lip sync. Exactly. Anyways, um, going back into what it is, Kasha is doing a rap. Nasha is doing a flamenco dance. Monica is doing a lip sync to let people know who she is. Kahana is doing a cheerleading number. Darian is doing some stand-up. James is doing a song about having no talent. 
Alexis is going to do a live song that's very reminiscent of Gypsy. Uh, Lala is doing an original song and Jessica is also doing an original song. But Jessica is specifically doing a song that she's already released, that she is uh, showing people again. Yes. Um, It's a remix, if you will. It's a Blue Rue Megamix, if you will. Um, Uh, It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. And uh, Jimbo and Candy are hosting. Yes. Um, Also, I don't remember who it was, but I just wrote it in my notes. Um, I wish I wrote it closer. Um, she was like, oh, was it to Jessica that she talked about Lady Hennessy Brown? Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Oh. So it's funny because that weirdly pays off later to an extent. Um, so Lady Hennessy Brown famously did have a thing where she would put like 12 pairs of stockings up herself. And then um, it's funny that she threw that she said that Suzanne Barsh did it because I know that they were at Suzanne Barsh parties. But apparently it was RuPaul who used to take the stockings and walk across the club pulling them out of her but the other thing that lady hennessy brown used to do is um she kept herself lactating like well after she had children and she'd like breastfeed people on stage unhinged yeah i hate it here i yeah i, n- I had no idea who she was but that's, that's very cool that's who she is um so the show starts uh candy and jimbo both look great they introduce themselves as each other and we oh. learned that not even Jimbo can do a good impression of Candy Muse. <laughs> uh, other thing that we we mentioned that you are getting extra points, but we didn't mention that it is a wheel that you can either get two, we'll get three, there, or I five. Guess. Yeah, you can get two points. Three, two times the points, three times the points, or five points. I think it just should have been money. It should, like, it should have just been, like, you get $10,000. You get an extra tip. Like, like, just a tip. Yeah, you get a tip if you win this, and people will... Like, no, it's, it, I, this, this episode should have been more about selling yourself on the fame game yeah. than it should have been about, like, getting an unfair advantage. Where, Agreed. again, if Lala re-wins, it's like, I don't believe that WoW is ever going to be transparent enough with the votes that we're going to see the exact numbers. Oh, absolutely. And thus, I don't think it matters. Also, it's the internet, people, and all you need is uh, an email address. I didn't do it, but you can just type in a bunch of fake email addresses and skew the voting if you want. Well, I guess to an extent, thank God our episode is being released on Sunday. I mean, on Monday, so you can't. Um, when does it? When does voting close? Sunday. Oh, this is uh, the day after tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I, like, like in general, the reason we don't do miscongeniality uh as a vote anymore is because the season 10 miscongeniality voting was hacked by the russians <laughs> you know that's real right wait what yeah the season 10 miscongeniality voting uh i thought that was a joke no it like uh, it, so it, um it got basically like cyber attacked from servers in russia why oh just kind of who did they vote for Vixen. Vixen at one point was winning. Like it was like literally like millions of votes were pouring in from like Russia. That's so random. Yeah. I have a question. If they let it happen, does that mean it would have been Russia? <laughs> Anyways. That's why we don't do miscongeniality anymore. But that's that's why miscongeniality is no longer a vote and it's voted by the Queens. Which is... makes more sense. Yeah, I actually I like that it's voted by the Queens. I just wish that they voted I wish you had to vote before you like left the season. Like mm. I wish I wish that the voting happened in a way where they could um 
they could edit someone into Miss Congeniality a little bit more. Because I think we'll have something like La La Ree or Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, who win Miss Congeniality, but don't have runs that necessarily say congeniality. But it's also one of those things where the issue is the fact that it's like, in a case like that, it's if someone's a bitch in the workroom, but then absolutely lovely when the cameras are off, like, I'm sure that also factors into miscongeniality. Sure, but if they just literally were like, every time every time a queen got eliminated, they're like, top three queens for miscongeniality, just in case they're all, two of them are in the top four. Mm. And they just said three queens, and that happened every single time you got eliminated. It was just like, who you thought were the three nicest queens, then like, you just take whoever the most is, then you can just be like, cool, Malaysia's winning Miss Congeniality. Let's make sure we add in all those moments where she's yeah. nice to the queens that we have on camera. Fair. Instead of, I don't know, showing 30 more minutes of Spice doing bits. Yeah. Like, it just, it's one of those things where... I don't know, part of me is also kind of like, you got sugar and spice. You're but, probably going to use sugar and spice. But like, or like, La- let's make sure we show Lala Ree as like being a really nice, fun person. Yeah. And not, like, make it very clear that it probably should have been Utica or Olivia based on edit. Yeah. Like, just based on edit, nothing else. They were, like, the people who seemed like congenialities from that season. But it's through Vote of Queens, and they all liked La Lurie the most, which yeah. I love. I just wish we saw that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's, anyway. Get, this, let's get this roast to cook in. Yes, ma'am. First, we have... Uh, we, they do things in order of elimination. So we have Monica Beverly Hills. Yes. And she's... Oh, wait. I know that we never talk about RuPaul's look on the runway, except we do. Um, She's worn this before. It was the promo look for season 15. Well, we know what she was doing earlier that I day. I know. She was doing a photo shoot. I was going to say, where have I seen this look before? This has happened before on Drag Race, where yeah. she'll wear... A lot of times, uh, late runways in uh, All-Stars will be promo looks for uh, the, the other season. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyways, moving on. um, Monica Beverly Hills is not a soak in clock. Is that what it's saying? I don't know. I don't know. I just, the only thing that I took away from it was that the dancers were too distracting because they were way too good looking, especially the one with the mustache. Um, I was like, Monica is really pretty and she can perform, but like this number doesn't tell me anything. I was like, I was like, this number doesn't. I always look at talent show numbers as, is this going to raise your booking fee? And I don't think that, yeah. like, this number, I don't think it lowered Monica's booking fee, but I don't think it raised it in any meaningful way. I'll say this. Um, I think that it showed me that she really likes Donna Summer's Bad Girls, because that's what it reminded me of. I, I thought she looked pretty. She I thought this was pretty, the yeah. best she's looked all season. But it just, oh, you mean in all one of her episodes? She's been in every Fame game episode. I know, I'm just making a bad joke. Every Fame game. No, I thought that She's her... been the most tucked queen. All I'm going to say... Actually, no, I think Least her, tucked her, her queen. Web, her, uh, her web look, I think, was the best. That was That was, that stunning. was stunning. But but she looked great. Yeah, but I no, mean... she looked incredible performing. Yeah. Um, next, we have Nisha, who was doing a flamenco dance. Um, was it flamenco or salsa? I think it was flamenco. Might have been flamenco. I think it was flamenco. Sorry, I thought I just I I only just thought I remember her saying salsa, but oh. maybe I was just hungry when I was watching the episode. <laughs> um, 
But no, she's um. So here's what I'd say about her number was it was really good, but it was the first minute of a three minute number. Yeah, like do you know what it kind of reminded me of a little bit? What? Um, and I and I say this because I think that she did it ten times better. It reminded me of Raja's number that she did, where she was like, "I want to do something that shows off my culture," and she did that number that what? What? No, finish your sentence and I'll tell you. Did I fuck up? No. Did I say something wrong? No. Finish your sentence and I'll just tell you. Okay. But I'm laughing too hard. Um. Anyways, Raja was like, "Oh, I want to do this dance," and the dance was beautiful and it was phenomenal, and it also like meant something very deep to her. Because it was a dance that is usually done by women, but men could also do the dance. So it was like a very moving piece versus this where it felt like it just kind of was showing one moment and a lot of Nasha's amazing ass. When you first started talking, I thought you meant Raja O'Hara. And I just was spending... (laughs) I truly was trying to figure out what about this number was reminiscent about thro- sewing a dress <laughs> in one minute, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then you were like, what it was cultural, and I was like, that's not her culture. And then I was like, I'm thinking of the wrong <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Is like, really, am I doing something wrong? No, I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm just real dumb. I mean, the thing I'd say about that number versus this number is, um, I think that number had something very special to the idea of also, like, it was so beautiful, and it was also impossible to critique. Yes. Like, it was stunning, it was beautiful, and the only notes you could give it were, this is stunning, beautiful, and cultural, and we're a bunch of white people who can't talk about it. Right. Whereas, with this one, it was like, it just, it felt like we were in the car, and we were getting ready to go, and we turned it on. And then we sat and we listened to, like, music for a second yeah. and realized we needed to go back in the house and get something. Yeah. Like... It, it was too short. It was it, too it, short it, and it, she it just... didn't did, have enough runway. There was no... Yeah, there were no tricks to it. Yeah. There was nothing super fascinating about it. Yeah. Michelle said it best when she said, the thing I noticed most was your shoes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I noticed most was her ass, but that's because they kept cutting to yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is literally, they just keep cutting to Nasha's body. Exactly. Um, also, can we talk about how, like, when all the queens walked into the workroom for the first time when they did the reading challenge, so many of them had facial hair? Yeah. It's so good. It reminds me of that time that Honey Davenport came back in season 11 and was like, I'm going to have a beard and no one's going to remember me because I got 30 seconds of screen time. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, Darian did stand up. I laughed. I thought it was a good set. Moving on. Kasha... <laughs> Was before Darian. Oh my god, she was. And she did a um a politically charged number that was about transphobia and the way that trans uh, drag queens and trans people are being legislated out yes. of existence. Um, that ended with her reading to the dancers as children. Yes, I really liked this. I thought that she commanded a lot of presence while also having the dancers around her. Mm-hmm. I thought Kasha was going to win this episode personally. I liked it. I just thought that the... I, I liked it a lot. I liked the message. I liked everything. Overall, I thought it was great. My issue is that the track bled out her vocals. I mean, sure, but I don't think she was... She wasn't live singing, was she? Um, I don't know if she was. I don't think she was. I think it was just... I think that was the style she was going for. Fair. I but think stylistically, she wanted a track that was, like, 
chaotic and messy. Yeah, but the vocals still should have been front and center because it's one of those things where you could be saying the most interesting and amazing thing ever, but it doesn't mean shit if I can't hear it. I I personally was able to understand it, and I famously watch everything but Drag Race with subtitles because I have terrible ears. Um, but I can't watch this. The uh, I can't watch Paramount Plus Drag Race with subtitles because the subtitles are over their faces the entire time. Um, it's real bad. Um, and I could hear it, so I that was just me it. personally. I don't know. Um, Maybe it was my television or the equalizing, but I. I had to watch it twice because I couldn't understand a thing that she was saying. I, I I personally really liked it. I thought that it also, I liked that it was a number that had highs and lows, mm-hmm. which I thought more numbers generally yes. need. Um, And then moving on from there, Darian Lake did stand up. My and mistake. I'm sorry. I thought I her first those two 30 note. seconds were really solid. Agreed. And then I thought that she got into trying to tell give a message mm-hmm. and i thought the bumblebee thing ended really nicely mm-hmm. but there was like 25 seconds where they just weren't laughing yeah and i was like where are the jokes yes like if she i think if she'd had a tighter if she just like peppered the ending with jokes mm-hmm. and it was funny throughout i think darian could have also won agreed because i think she was the only person who was competing in this episode who didn't just do a track yeah um Moving on from there, James's talent is breastplate. It it was a cute little burlesque number. Um, I wish it had just one more joke. So I have a couple thoughts about this number. Mm-hmm. One, um, if anyone says that James deserved to win this episode, who also said that Yard didn't deserve to win the uh the talent show in All Star Six, um, they're just racist. Um, two, <laughs> I thought that it was like. After seeing Yara do a similar number and seeing Jessica do coconuts, I was like, both of these were just funnier. They had funnier breastplates yeah. that moved in better ways. I thought that, um, and I also thought that while it was a thing that told a story, and I did agree with mm-hmm. Candy and Jimbo saying there was a beginning, middle, and end, and I think that's important, I just didn't love where it went. And I think that when she took off the dress to be like, I'm exhausted. It should have been taken off the corset and just her full body should have been out with a breastplate. Yeah. Like, like and maybe like, like man boxers breastplate. Like yeah, literally it, like full boy from the bottom down when she took off the corset. And like maybe just like some fake pasties on the tits. Yeah. We also could have gotten another reveal there. Like yeah. it was just one of those things where I was like. Well, that, was, that's why I'm saying it needed one more joke. Yeah. It was funny. I, I think that the best, my favorite part of it was. The dancer um, suddenly dropping into a split when she said split. Yeah. Then the dancer doing uh, a dip when she said dip. And then neither of them being able to backflip. Yeah. And then speaking of backflipping, Kahana was next. Kahana, I think, was maybe my favorite. I So I'm going to say two things. Yes. One, um, Chi-Chi Devane got uh, red for doing a similar thing where she did incredible acrobatics, but she wore flats. Um, and I thought that was something. But I also think that Kahana's number ended when she did a backflip and then she continued going for 40 seconds. Fair. And I didn't care about a single thing that happened other than that. I mean, for me, a big thing was like, if I wasn't just staring at the boys, then you did very well. And David loves boys and boys love him and David loves boys and they just love each other. And that's because none of them got enough love in their childhood. You know who else can relate to that? Roxy Hart. But next up is La La Ree. Um, just to quickly say, I like men. I don't like boys. What about boys, boys, boys like by Lady boys Gaga? Ca- I like that song. I like that song because it contains my favorite Lady Gaga lyric of all time, which is, love it when they call me legs in, in the, the morning, morning, buy me eggs. 
That's so good. Um, it's just yes. such a good line. Yeah. Um, anyway, La La Rie is giving you the La La Rie experience. Yes. I will say that, as I said, I judge all these numbers based on how much your booking fee goes up. La La Rie's booking fee just skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Yeah. She was giving you everything. This track was fire. She was, she's such a talented performer. In her. Yeah. This like, is the best she's looked all season, including all of her runways. It was a Beyonce number. Yeah. It reminded me. It reminded me of every time Shea Coulee performs on Drag Race, and mm-hmm. you just watch her, and you're like, "You're you could do this in a stadium, and people would be staring at you." Yeah, agreed. Like it, she's such a like talented performer, mm-hmm. um, and like she was truly the second she started, I went, "Okay, Lalari is winning this episode yeah. with probably Kasha," um, and then it and then I was only half right. Uh, uh, next we have Alexis Michelle, where. It was a cute number as someone who saw it live. Um, and also, did she do a, was it a strip tease live? No. It was not a strip tease. I can't live. imagine what this number was like without the strip tease elements. Um, it was just a very fun number. Did, I mean, did she get to show off vocally more in the yes, number you saw live? Yes. And then maybe she didn't do as many vocal tricks yes. in this. Yeah. Um, one thing that's also kind of fun, like little fun fact, is the person who wrote it produced Trixie's first two albums. That's cool. Yeah, Brendan something. Yuri. No. Um, but no, I, so I think when you were watching this, you texted me, why is no one live singing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's because live singing can, I don't think we've ever had somebody live sing on Drag Race and it pay off just because they were singing live. Yes. Who? Um, Monet Exchange. Monet Exchange also has the exact opposite thing happen though. What? She sa- she sang live and she was in the bottom for having a for being pitchy live. For the opera? No. For soak it up. In All Stars Three or All Stars Four in the talent show, which is like on a cover. Yeah, but then she did the opera singing and it was phenomenal. But like that's the only time I think and I think that worked because it was a very specific talent. Fair. Where opera, where it was, she was singing opera. Yeah. But in general, just because you're singing live doesn't mean you're going to do better than somebody who is performing to a track. Fair. I guess it's just one of those things where I'm like, if you're doing an original track, then why not just sing it? Um, Because sometimes you can't sing and move the same way. If. Or you don't want to deal with, um, like, you can say if Beyonce can do it, you can do it, but. If Beyonce, Beyonce is Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce is a force of nature. Madonna is a force of nature. Do they both forget that most of these tracks are auto-tuned to all hell? They can't sing live? No? And like, they're literally... Christina Aguilera is a force of nature. But also, all of those people you're listing, their entire job is singing while doing this choreography. Fair. And they live their entire lives around being able to do that. Yeah, but if you're creating your own track then it clearly means that you want to sell records and well, you want to sell drag race music. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying that I think that, I think that it is a good skill to be able to sing Mm -hmm. live, but I also think you can look at someone like Lucy Mm -hmm. where like, I'm sure like the track for let loose is just generally better than what she did on the show Mm -hmm. because she was more relaxed in a studio than she was live. Yeah. And like Olivia Rodrigo had to, take voice lessons after doing after releasing sour because she kind of 
bombed SNL. Yeah. And people were like, I don't know if Olivia Rodrigo can sing Good For You Live. Like, just because you can sing in a studio doesn't mean you can sing live under that much pressure. Mm-hmm. And also, the show isn't necessarily going to reward you. Fair. Blair talks about how she sounded better when she sang it live because she had a track with uh, backing vocals and they asked for a clean track as well. And when she sent it to them, they used that one in the edit and they Mm. literally made her sound worse. Yeah. Like the simple thing is that the show can, is not your friend and can and will use what they need to use to suit their own edit. Exactly. Fair. And why give them that power? So unless you're somebody like Jan, where like part of it is how high you can sing live and how comfortable mm-hmm. you are doing it, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Especially if you're doing something like a faster rap. Like yeah. rap is hard. Yeah. And if you don't necessarily always have it in the pocket, I think it's easier to just do it. Yeah. I this saw is- Aja rap live. That was, was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Aja's a very different story. Aja, yeah. but Aja also is somebody who raps as part of her act. Yeah. Like that's something she does a lot mm-hmm. versus someone like and like Darian sings live. Yeah. Versus someone like James, who probably mostly lip syncs when they perform Fair. live, and more often than not than not does gigs at home. Do you know what really? It's funny because like one thing that I always think. Oh, did you like that uh, Jimbo's never performed a gig before? What do you mean? They were like, "Have you ever hosted before?" And Jimbo's like, "No." Ha! I've never had a gig before. I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> That's funny. It was good. I missed that. Um, one thing that I was going to say is that, like, one thing that I often think about is how one of Pope's, um, like, favorite things was that he watched uh, James style a gutter wig. Yeah. Uh, why didn't James just style a wig on stage? My guess is that... Too long? Yeah. My guess is James couldn't figure out a way to do that in a minute. But I wish she'd figured something out. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I think there's a level of, like, it, it didn't matter because James won anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, the reason why Raja's uh, sewing a dress, um, Raja O'Hare, not Raja Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why Raja O'Hare was able to <laughs> sew a dress so iconically is that sewing it in one minute was so impressive yeah. and so cool. Yeah. And it would have been nice if... I wish we'd gotten something that was more what James does. But yeah. this was also a cool idea of, like, what James can do yeah. that we don't know. Yeah. Because if you want to see James style a wig... Or, like, she could have done something with a puppet. I'm, but, like, if you want to see James play with puppets or style a wig, you go to the internet for that. Yeah, but I don't necessarily <laughs> know that. No, but I'm just saying that, like, I don't think there's a number like this for James out there. So I think there is something smart to showing what she could do on a big stage. Okay. Again, trying to raise her booking fee. Fair. Touche. This is all to say that like, I thought Alexis's number was fine. Yeah. But I, I just, you could tell they didn't like it when they started their notes and she was, and Ross was like, you had fun. Yeah. Didn't you have fun? You had fun. That's what they say when they're giving soft notes, but they, uh, but they don't like something. Yeah. Um, and then Jessica, Jessica felt like she was doing a work the world performance. Yeah. Like it was, it, a, it was a great club number. Yeah, like if you if you were in a club and she did that number, you would throw a little bit of money at her. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was fantastic. It was great. I give her a five. Yeah, I I didn't think she a, a five dollar bill, not yes. like a five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> one is much higher praise than the other. <laughs> 
Yes, good point. Uh, no, I would give her a five dollar bill. And, but yeah, I thought she was good. I yeah. again, it was it was that was the thing where I was like, this isn't blowing me away. I don't think Jessica's winning from this number. Yeah. But Jessica never would have been low because of this number. Truth. Um, and then Candy and Jimbo also get to perform. They'd have a uh, command performance. So Jimbo um, makes, makes a glass a of water. Makes an ice cream sundae. And I have to say that I full on screamed. I think it was to. No, it wasn't to Eye. Was it to Eye of the Tiger? I don't think so. Or was it? No, it was to. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. That's not Eye of the Tiger. What is that? Rocky. Okay, it was to the Rocky theme. Yeah. Um, But it was a very, very funny thing. I like clear. Like everything that was happening was very. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen a queen do this, something similar before, whether it was... Making a cup of water. Making a cup of water, or... A glass of ice water. A glass of ice water, or um, Silky mixing a cocktail out of her boobs. Well, yeah, but that was a, a lip sync. True. Jimbo is going to do this in her next lip sync, though, because she really needs a shtick to... Yes, to, to win a lip sync. She needs to do something she did in a talent show in order to win a lip sync. Anyways, she opened her hair, which was a mini freezer, pulled out a thing of ice cream... Um, took off her skirt, pulled a banana out of her ass, um, took off another piece, and then nuts fell out. It was her, it was like her brassiere. Her brassiere and nuts fell out. Then pulled a Katy Perry, and squeezed shot whipped, whipped cream. cream out of her titties, um, and then opened the zipper on her crotch and pulled out a cherry, which I thought was genius. The biggest thing I'd say about this number as a critique why the fuck couldn't it have just been three minutes? Why couldn't it have just been a two minute? She's un- she's in the top two. Give her just a little bit more time. Because, oh my God, I wanted this number to have a little more breath. <laughs> like, I'm sure this number is going to, she's going to take this number on the road and mm-hmm. it's going to be stunning. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. She's going to uh, attach her cannon, her uh, tits to actual cannons and shoot whipped cream into the audience. Oh my God, amazing. But like, I was just watching this. I was like, man, this is so funny. I wish... I wish we got to see the full version of this yeah. number and not the condensed one minute version. Yeah. Um, and then we got to Candy Mew. Although, before we do that, one thing that I have to say is I remember um, a couple of weeks ago, James had a look where she had a wig reveal where she opened a little thing and pulled out a glass of lemonade. I disagree. Neither of us remembers that happened. Only Pope saw that. Only Pope saw that. But then I looked back and you like can see it. So I'm wondering if maybe they like shied away from that because they knew that this was coming and this was way more impressive what I, you might be right you might literally be right that they were like the same trick happens twice in a season but one of them we can edit away from and one of them is a like star moment yeah the shady shady boots yeah shady shady boots mm-hmm. um but, and then um, and then Candy performs her number. It's incredible. It's really it's good. Amazing. It's the best original song of the night. Yeah, it's the best original song of the night. Her performance is really electric. Mm-hmm. It's similar to La La Ree where it's like she could do this in a stadium. Yep. She's such a compelling performer. I cried because I was like, I can understand everything you're saying. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if like Aja was on the track with her mm-hmm. at one point because I was like, this is really clean, good rap. Yeah. And like it kind of sounded like Aja's flow. Yeah. Um. It was, I like actually looked into it to be like, was there someone, was there someone guessing on this track? Because there's another part where she sounds more like Candy. Yeah. I don't think there is. I think it's just her voice. It's and pretty solid. It was very solid. Very good. Um, Quick thing before also we Also, they move. lift her up. Yes. 
Uh, but before we move on, um, Pope, we would love to know your opinions. So feel free to put yourself in for as little or as long as you want talking about the performances right now. Wow, I would not have said that. That was your favorite? Disgusting. You know, Joe, opinions are like assholes. Pope's one of them. (laughs) I didn't say the library was open. (laughs) I wanted to do a reading challenge and they were like, someone's going to get their feelings hurt. Both of them said it. And I was like, my reads were like, Pope, your last name's Pope, but you, uh, you didn't need to take so much inspiration from the church. In other words, pay your fucking taxes. Nice hat, though. <laughs> and I'm like, what were you guys going to say about me? <laughs> we're saving that for next week. Do you know why we're saving it for next week? Because it's your birthday. The best part about this bit is it does not make sense if you were not at Universal <laughs> Studios with us and our friend whose birthday it was where he just was doing this so we started doing this no i started it i was the annoying one i started it i owned my annoying hey david calm down you're always the annoying one i'm aware that was not i didn't say the library was open that time either that was not the read i was gonna do for you (laughs) i wrote reads and then and then you both shot me down that was our read I had a good idea, and then I felt like I was laughed. It's not It's not a bad idea. I just think it's one of those things where it's like... David was literally like, I'm just too mean. And I was like... Okay. I am. I go for the jugular. You don't go... Okay, Alyssa Edwards. I do. It's just like, it's it's one of those things where I, I was never good at like... Like, the only time I've ever been good at it is that a friend of mine who happens to be straight, which is kind of funny... Is that we'd like see each other in like the hallway in high school and we thought it was funny to be like, hey, hooker, hey, like dirty slut panties or whatever. Like that's what what I'm good at. If I have to like find something, I go full middle school mean girl. Because that's who I was friends with. You really are the Alyssa Edwards where you're like, no, the thing that is funny is this thing. And go, okay, now tell a joke. Anyway, I, uh, I think you're getting your reading challenge and you don't even have to offer it up. What are you talking about? I'm I'm a delight. I'm the congeniality of this season. Sure, Joe. Anyway, <laughs> um, then we get to notes and the notes are super soft, yep. super squishy. Um, you can tell who they do and don't like based on how nice the notes are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very obvious, I think, from the notes that like Lala is in the top and mm-hmm. that it's going to be either James, Kasha or Kahana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into untucked where the only thing of note that happens is uh, Jimbo put a rice crispy treat in her hair. And a lollipop. That wasn't as much of note. I mean, well, cause at one point candy was like, I could go for a snack right well, now. Yeah, no, they have, a, they have a fun canned bit where yeah. they open up her hair and uh, Jimbo gets a lollipop, and lo- and Candy gets a a rice crispy uh, a rice crispy treat, and it's very cute. It's very cute. Again, they're a very good top two because they clearly are friends. Exactly. Um, and in a same, and it's gonna be great when they both win next week. You'd be so lucky for your birthday. Anyway, um, also our guest judge walks in. Ego Wodum comes in, which and I was like, like, "Cool, yeah." But why wasn't she not there for episode one? 
there already are yeah that was episode two was it episode two yeah i'm like i don't i don't i don't know what's going on anyway moving on from there the top two all-stars of the week are la la re and james mansfeld and they're going to do a lip sync to lady gaga's rain on me um do you agree with this top two Would you have picked two other people or just one other person? Lollary was the clear top all-star of the week. And then I think I would have picked Kasha personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought Kasha's number was cooler. And I just didn't care enough for James's number. I liked James's number. Um, although I would have, I think I would have picked Kahana. Um, Yeah. I would have put Kahana But there. I just, I think they should have just gotten money. Like, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it should have been an advantage. Because they, they lip sync, they both, um, Lollary wins the lip sync, and then they both get to spin the wheel. I thought that it was kind of a dual lip sync. Like, it definitely felt like they were both doing very, like, like, one was doing great because of the other one. Yeah, I think James was doing great because Lollary was doing great and was supporting her. But I thought Lollary was winning the lip sync. Fair. Um... Yeah, I don't know. At the end, I thought it was kind of like, oh, they both did well, but like, I feel like one hand washes the other. Well, don't you know that this hand washes that one too? When you're Not washing mama, mama's, mama's washing you. Okay, so anyway. I already I already said I voted for Darian Lake ten times in the fame game. Mm-hmm. David? Um, oh, well. How did you vote? Well, did we say that James wins two times the amount of votes and Lala wins three times? Well, now we did. Now we did. Um, who did I vote for? I voted a couple of times for Darian. Um, Not enough. I voted a couple of times for James. So you voted twice as much for James as you did for Darian. This is very true. But then I think I voted a few more times for, for Darian. Because I feel like I voted for Darian the most. I think I gave a vote to... Who else? I think I gave a couple of votes to Jessica. Um, Yeah. And um, I'll go back and see how many votes I have. Because we'll see who else I decide to give a little love to. And I'm curious to know who Pope voted for. Pope's probably going to vote for James. Pope's going to be happy with this episode. Because James now has a, a very clear path to fame game victory. Because I think James being a mostly digital queen is actually going to pay off really well in the mm-hmm. fame game because people were upset with her elimination mm-hmm. and then couple that with the fact because like, she didn't do bad in that episode mm-hmm. and then she got eliminated by everyone. Mm-hmm. Couple that with the fact that she has a pretty big online fan base mm-hmm. and the fame game is requires you to go to the computer. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an easy to find website. Like the website isn't like an easy URL. It's yeah, but like you can just use your phone and scan the QR code. Where are you getting the QR code? On your television. No one does that. I did that. It was super easy. Stop yelling at me because I didn't realize I could do that. I went to Twitter to figure this out. <laughs> I logged on to the hell site to figure this out. <laughs> Well, I was also there because I wanted to, uh, I needed to enter to win the Barbie Dreamhouse Xbox. Wait, there's a Barbie Dreamhouse Xbox? Yeah. I want to win the Barbie Dreamhouse Xbox. What's the Barbie Dreamhouse Xbox? You can find out next time on 
this toxic fandom. But for now, we're going to get ready for Jeopardy. Pope will be joining us, and we'll see you real soon. We're back with a special guest. Say hi, special uh, guest. I'm not a special Except guest. Dad's home. He's not a special guest. He's uh, the third co-host. I know. That's uh, why it was funny. It's not funny. Leave me alone. So um, our dad is very sick. He keeps uh, telling us to leave his bedroom, but we have a podcast to record. Yeah. So sadly, we had to lose the game of Don't Wake Daddy. A deep cut. Um, but now maybe Daddy's gonna win the game of Jeopardy. Yeah. But before we get into Jeopardy, I'm just gonna say some names, and I want you to give me a one-word adjective. Um, adjective. What's an adjective? Um, a describing word. Is purple an adjective? Yeah, that's a super adjective. It's an adjective and a noun. <laughs> I was quoting Kamora Black. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry. I'm. I. I, <laughs> I think you both did. see this cut. <laughs> did you? In this, did in you this guys digital medium? I... <laughs> did you... Visual medium. Audio not medium. medium. It's a podcast. <laughs> Audible medium. Um, <laughs> it's very full. I have not brought... the caffeine. It's not hit yet. Did you guys think I didn't know what an adjective was? For a snack run. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want you to give me one an adjective to describe your performance in this episode. And a rating between 1 and 10. You don't need to rank them. Just rate what they did. Monica Beverly Hills. Hooker. 7. Is hooker an adjective? Yes. Hooker. I hardly know her. Um... Okay, in fairness, Monica, I thought Monica did a very cute gig. It just, uh, it didn't really spell Monica to me, but hey. No, you know, it maybe Tom this summer. There you go. But I'm just saying, maybe if this was said in the first episode where it should have been, I wouldn't have minded so much. I think that if this had been in the first episode, Monica would have been safe. I um, think so too. Nisha Lopez. Sparkly. It's a five. Yeah. I thought that Nisha, I think that if we saw like a three minute version of Nisha's, it would have gotten interesting. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we didn't. Um, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Robbed. Eight. She was robbed. Robbed. I agree. I agree. Uh, I said that it should have been Kasha at the top. Um, David thinks it should have been someone else, but I was very, Kasha was robbed. Um the cool, refreshing waters of Darien Lake. Cute. Six. James Mansfield. It is. Six. Listen, you know I'm a James Agreed. Stan, but it was just kind of okay. Like, listen, it's a song about breast. It was always going to win. I think we've already seen a better boob challenge show. I mean, Probably. I know that David liked James's. That was, uh, so did you want to re- reboot, rebut, uh, no, rebitty? I liked Rebitty the titty. Well, here's the thing. I liked James's a lot. I'm a huge James fan. I don't think it should have won, but I did think it was very cute. And, uh, you know, I think it was funny. Again, 
had this been an episode one where the girls thought it was going to be, and I thought it should have been, it would have been great. But, you know, we already had a bunch of episodes with James and better tit jokes. Yeah. I also just don't think, personally, I don't consider James to be like a tit queen. I consider it a puppet queen and stuff. Yeah, yeah like that's me. Like, I've never considered James doing tits are funny. Yeah. No, me neither. I mean, I thought that the, um, what I said was I thought that the joke was funny. I just wish that it had, like, a secondary joke. Like, it needed yeah. another button. I, I personally think that when he took off the dress at the end, it should have also removed the corset, and it should have been breastplate boy body. Yeah. Like, maybe even, like, maybe going, like, full Chicago, and he's wearing, like, boxers underneath. Yeah. And he's, like, a full, just, like, dude. Um... But anyway, moving on from James, we have Kahana Montrees. I forgot what she did, so I'm going to put her in a... F- oh, God. Uh, tennis shoes on the runway, four. I do appreciate... So, one of what's insane, we have the same reaction of thinking Kasha was robbed, thinking Kahana shouldn't have performed in flats. Like, Which okay. is a double standard, because they both did flats. Yes. But I immediately had the same thought of, like, why is she wearing flats? It's, it, I think it's because they were just clearly, you know, Nikes. Like, if they were pink or painted or pink. sparkly. No, they were red, weren't they? I mean, they were, like, cheerleader yeah. sneakers. Yeah. All right. Well. They just, but I did, I did, I, I what I'll say is I noticed these ones and didn't notice the other one. Fair. I don't know. I thought um, Kahana was robbed because anytime that I just didn't notice the backup dancers, I kind of marked it as high for me. Because like in so many of the others where there were the backup dancers, I was like, these backup dancers are incredibly distracting because of how good looking they are. <laughs> they were very pretty. Yeah. and I mean... They were no that one twink from uh, the cowboy song, but mm-hmm. the one that gets so much screen time. There's recall. one twink in All Stars Six finale that gets most of the screen time. Yeah, probably. my friend who has a friend who edits is like, yeah, sometimes uh, it was like, yeah, that guy was uh, apparently that guy was giving a lot, but also he knew that the editor also found him cute, so they just like threw him in a bunch. That's smart. there you go. That's smart. Yeah. It's good business. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, wants to bone you. Yeah. Kids, that's how you make it in Hollywood. That's why we're both with Pope. Ew. <laughs> I love how reactive. I love, so he only said ew. His face is going through all the stages of grief right now. <laughs> oh, we've almost gotten to acceptance. No, we have never getting there. We're we're not even at bargaining yet. <laughs> no, the bargain is: Can Joe have not said that? Could could they? Could they have not? Could uh, I have uh, had a lovely? I, I don't have that level sick... of self control. They oh they God. don't have that level of self control. I'm aware. I thought but the no. worst thing you two were going to do to me was ask me to edit while I'm on antibiotics and 15 other medications. And then I thought the worst thing you two were going to do to me was have David show up at my house with an iced coffee, 
not one for me, with his dog under his arm, uh, trying to hand me an SD card while his dog freaks out. And now the worst thing you've done to me is this. Hey, at least I'm not the worst thing anymore. I was on fire yesterday. I just want you to know that I gave my dog a stern talking to. I was a I was a literal flaming homosexual yesterday. Surprising no one. <laughs> Surprising me. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know how shocking it is to literally be on fire? It's this surprising. People avoid it when they can. Anyway, um, moving on. Fire. Moving on. Fire Island. It's a funky weekend. A funky, funky weekend. I don't I've know what the song is. Anyway, can we move on? No, people, please. Yeah. I'm like, I think Pope wants to go back to bed. I yeah. do. This is the longest he's been upright in days. Coffee. <laughs> I could have sworn you were holding. You had the dog and the SD card. You hallucinated one. You hallucinated a coffee. I was definitely holding the dog, and I was very and mad not a dog coffee. for Pope. I was really mad. I was like, like, yeah. I was like, anyway, gonna be fine. Um, but no, there was no iced coffee. Anyway, your one true love, Alexis Michelle, Lala Ree. Sorry, well, Lala Ree first, Lala. then Alexis Michelle. Joe, this is like the ninth time this season you just skipped Lala. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe yeah, is secretly of- in love with Alexis Michelle and. Hey. Doesn't like oh. La La Reeve because of how oh. much because of how much David? Uh, attention it all Alexis makes Michelle sense is giving now. La La Reeve. It all makes sense now. That's not my narrative, Gia. But also, um, I want to be clear. I usually skip La La Reeve because the only time we go in order is runways, and that's a courtesy to La La Reeve <sighs> to not talk about her runways. Anyway, La La Reeve, uh, exceptional. I gave it a nine. Honestly, I thought it yep. was like, okay, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of bitch tracks. I think we're all a little burnt out on them. And when a girl says, unless they oh, were shot. Yeah. Unless they were shot again. Um, if a girl is like, oh, I'm doing a dance number. I'm expecting it to be cute. I'm expecting it to be okay. To me, this was like when Trini K. Bonet did Beyonce on yeah. All Star 6. Mm-hmm. Like she came out. And your eyes were on her, and they were nowhere else. Agreed. Like, yeah, she had backup dancers. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You're looking at Lala right now. Yeah. I it was it was stunning. I didn't even it was like, like the outfit. it was like I didn't like the outfit, but she looked I didn't like so the good. Either. I wish she, she changed. So I liked it. I thought she looked stunning. It was one of those things where I didn't like the outfit, yeah. but I thought she looked good in the outfit. Um, oh, it yeah. reminded me even of Shay's uh, talent show in All Star Seven, where it was like you could do this in a stadium, and everyone would be looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now your one true love, Alexis Michelle. Um, predictable. I give it a six. Yeah. I'm surprised if she was doing Gypsy, she didn't do Rose's turn. Um. I was like. So, oh, sorry. So I said this before. Um, the thing that kind of sucked is that it's a cute track. You can actually download it now on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your digital music. This is not a paid promotion. Available. But it's on available iTunes. on iTunes. Um oh, should not have the done full that. track is very the neck wiggle. What? Oh, 
that. I did the neck wiggle. I should Ooh. not have done the neck wiggle. I'm in pain. Oh. Um, <laughs> but also, iTunes doesn't exist anymore, so available on Apple, Apple Music. Music. Um, it's, it's a cute track. Um, it was better live. And it was, and I think it was, like, something that was written for her. So it's just one of those things where it's, like, very, very difficult when you have to take something that has, like, a full arc and then cut it down to a minute especially when the song is like two and a half yeah i mean what i will say is she should have commissioned a 30 like she should have you say that but she's a musical theater girly right singing a musical theater song yeah she should have gotten someone to make a 32 bar cut for her and i don't think she did like that's i just don't know she should have gone to sherry sanders and been like can you cut this for me yeah and she would have been like yeah pay me money and she would have been like here's some money it could have i mean the truth is that it's like you never know what the story is and it could have just been that she was trying to be good to brendan it's entirely possible that they um that they film the entire song and then cut it down to a minute they didn't because they talked about doing everything in one minute uh, okay in the episode, they mentioned only having a minute to do stuff. I just remembered that, yeah. <laughs> okay, As I was moving thinking. on from there. Yes. Jessica Wild. I can't remember what she did. And I feel That's really accurate. bad. Because I love Jessica That's so much. She shook her head a lot. She whipped her hair back and forth. I'm going to give it a four because I can't remember it. I will say that, like, it was bad. great energy. I think that, like, I always compare these to um, if it makes your booking rate go up. And I think this made her booking rate go up. Like, you looked at it and you went, oh, I want to see her do this in a club. Mm-hmm. But it was a number you would want to see in a club. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's like I told David during All-Star 6, watching the very special Silky Nutmeg Ganache episode, you could just hear her booking rate go up Ka-ching! the entire episode. Ka-ching! Yeah. Joe is miming, pulling out stuff from uh, their tits. Uh, oh, I thought I thought Joe was putting things in their tits. I don't know. It, was, it, it depended on which part of the video you were watching. Anyway, um, Joe was Joe was trying to do and a now, poly. And now, as a uh, and now as an extra special moment, Jimbo. Who cares? As a, I don't remember what they called the things. Again, who cares? Like that. Ugh, this whole episode sucked my butt. Um, Jimbo gets a six. They were fine. Like, they came out and did a thing. It's, I'm not going to remember it. Like, hell, I can't remember right now. It was the, the Sunday? Sunday. Oh, God. Yeah, the titty. Okay, sure. Fine. It was fine. It was fine. Look, here is my problem. Pope was sick while watching this episode. I, yes. Okay, one. Fever. Such fever. Flames on the side of my face. And not the fever that Alexis Michelle gives him. No. 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 Fever and mucus and pain. Oh my. So much pain. And uh, I I had to argue with a doctor for uh, like two days to finally get on antibiotics. It feels wonderful, by the way. But Jimbo and Candy didn't need to do it because who gives a fuck? They're our top two. 
Okay, why are they doing this today? Because they need to fill the episode? Okay, you know a better way to fill the episode, and you actually get to have Miss uh, Heidi and Closet participate, you do this fucking challenge first, like a sane episode, or a sane season, but we don't get that. No, instead, Jimbo made an ice cream sundae and blasted whipped cream out of her tits. I It was either her tits or her ass, I can't remember. It was, it was her tits. <laughs> Whipped cream came out of an orifice. She, she pulled she pulled a banana out of her ass. Thank she you. fired whipped cream out of her tits. Okay. Duh. She pulled a cherry out of her snatch. And she pulled ice cream out of her head. Now I'm remembering. Thank you. Um, I How thought I dreamt that part. Uh, many complaints today. Many complaints. Um, it was... Speaking of okay, hers you know is what? too cold, yours is too hot. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna... I, I retract what I say. Jimbo gets a seven jimbo did a very interesting bit it was funny it's just at this point i'm like okay so they can't win this episode they're not even competing in this episode they're not being judged for this episode i'm basically just watching candy and jimbo do their talent shows because they spent money on them and they get to do them guys i'm tired i'm sick Leave me alone. I will say, I genuinely wonder if they could have done, like, three-minute versions of these bits and done them... In the finale? As part of the finale. Like, I like I wish that we'd gotten, like, yeah. prepare a talent show, make sure it has a one-minute version, but if it has it, and make sure it has a three-minute version, because if you make it to the end, you'll do the three-minute version. Right. And then we just have a three-minute... Because, like, the saw Candy's track isn't one minute. I'm sure Jimbo could have done this talent for longer and had more like bits could have could have had more like interstitial moments of talking. Whereas it did the one thing I'll say about Jimbo's number is I'm curious to see the five minute version where there's jokes and speaking and it doesn't feel quite as rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like because it felt like Jimbo had to run through the beat. Also, I'm just going to say it. It was really derivative. Ice cream, ice water, like. The well, effect the pieces are there. People. Irene Dubois has done the 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 doors. <laughs> the doors Irene has opened. Um, and then finally, I don't um, know. The muse is back. <laughs> the muse is back. Top four bitch on the track. Um, uh, Candy did a bitch track, right? Yes. Yes. She was okay. in the air. They lifted her. That was cool. That was actually cool. Um, it was fine. I thought the choreo was good. Um, I think Candy, Candy is a very good lyricist, but I've seen her do better. So I'm going to give it a six. I, I will say I thought watching the episode that if this was the first episode and there were two winners, the two winners would have been Jimbo and Candy. I could see that. It kind of reminded me of when you see like, like, in All-Stars uh, 5, when they all did their final runways, the entire season did their final runways, and you mm-hmm. went, oh, Shay, Cracker, and Jujubee did have the three best final runways. Yeah. Like, oh, the top the top three is correct. This felt like, oh, the top two is correct. They do they did do the best of this episode. Yeah. With, like, Lala Ri being a close third and Kasha being a f- close fourth. Yeah. God, every time me. I think about Jujubee, I just think of your arch nemesis calling Jujubee the teddy bear of the franchise and i'm like that's not inaccurate it's just shitty to say 
when I think of Juju B right now, I think of. Can you disguise yourself of, as someone who thinks before they speak? I think of uh, yeah, we're doing a game one. night. It's but it's it only it only ha- it only ha- the game only has uh, it can only do up to four hundred. Well, I have three hundred and ninety-five of my closest friends, and we love game night, so we'll swing through. <laughs> God bless Dragon Queens. Dragon Drag Queens is the best. Like the o- the only thing making uh poor David this He's season so of Drag Race better is how good Dungeons and Drag Queens has been. Yeah, I really want merch. I hope there's merch. I'm sure there will be. I was trying. I'm gonna be honest, Pope. I was trying to buy you a half at some Dungeons and Drag Queens, and they don't exist yet. Boo! Give him like I was like months. that's your brand. Okay. So now, uh, what did you think of this top two? Uh, so our top two was James and Lala. Lala, I agree with James. Like, you both know I'm a huge James fan. James was yeah. always going to get my vote for the Fame Games. So apparently the Fame Games is one of those things where you should vote early and often. Um, I feel like it should have been Kasha and Lala myself, but... I'm yeah, okay with I it. Agree. I feel like you could justify James being up there because, you know, she did a song about breast and RuPaul is always going to reward that. Now, here's my biggest question. What do you think of this twist? I think it's really unfair. Yes. Okay, so effectively now, unless you, unless the girls who won the chip, so just to be clear for my own brain, the twist you're talking about is the winners got to uh, spin the wheel and their po- points would be multiplied, right? Yes. Yeah, right. that's not fair. That That's just really not fair because now it's like, okay, so it's Lala or James winning the fame games because unless a girl has just a monumental outpouring of support and people setting up bots to vote for them, it doesn't matter. James has their points doubled. And Lala yeah. tripled. And Lala has their points tripled. Yeah, so it's like... And there okay. was a chance of having a times five on your points. That's insane. Yeah, like... That's bullshit. The person with... And, like, the other thing I will say is I'm just... Like, one, I thought the fan games was so exciting because it was such a, like, actual contest of what you could do. Yeah. But also, when it comes to this... I don't trust that WoW is going to show us everyone's point totals. No, they're not. Yeah. Like, we're not going to see the actual numbers. We're not going to see the vote total to say, and now times three to it. It's like when you're playing Mario Party and someone gets like two stars at the end. And you're like, why did we play this game? Um. Yeah, no, that's a really, it's very accurate. And also... It bummed me out because I told you two about James doing the makeover, doing the like, take a out, make an outfit inspired by a previous winner. And James also did yeah. the makeover challenge. Like, yeah. these are really cool things that they didn't show an Untucked. And the other girls were doing cool shit too. And that was not featured on Untucked. So basically, if you weren't already a fan, if you weren't already following these girls, there's a lot of content for this that you were just never going to see. 
and now it's more moot because it's going to be given to James or Lala. And I'm fine with that. You know, I like James. I like Lala. But, eh, you know. It just sucks. It, makes it, a bummer it, it just makes me less excited. Yeah. So how many votes did you uh, do for James? Oh, the program I have running it right now is up to 1,400. So, uh, oh, the other program I have on the other computer that, I, you know, I have like a spare laptop running in the background. That one's just for Mrs. Kasha Davis. Um, and I also hired some people uh, to just kind of vote on the regular. I found them on Craigslist. Uh, I, I don't know if they speak English, but they know to click the buttons. So it's all working out well. You know, I'm paying a minimum wage, so I don't feel too bad about it. Um. One thing that's totally... You're actually paying them in Bitcoin. (laughs) In Axie Infinity. You gave them just an Axie Infinity... um, Access to your Axie Infinity account. Sure. Um, I don't know what it does, so... (laughs) Have you not... Wait, have you not seen uh, Line go up? I've seen Line go up. I'm just saying, as someone who saw Bitcoin in 2011 and said, that's fucking stupid... So I've been right for over a decade. I have not fucked with Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency because that NFTs. Stated, um, that's also that's cryptocurrency. Fucking stupid. They're all fucking ugly stupid. ape cartoons. Ugly. Ape I don't cartoons, understand yeah. any of this, so I never touched it because it's stupid. Did I David. did I send you did I send you the Web three video or did I forget? Probably forgot because I don't remember seeing it. Um, I'll no, not you. Oh, oh no, you did send it to me. I just haven't watched it. I apologize. You've saying, been sick. What have you been doing? All I'm going Crying. to say is a certain religious persuasion. Um, I have learned that cash is king. And you don't fuck with that. Anyway, cash is everything um, around me. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's time to exuant this current sphere and... Wait, walk over to our beautifully constructed game show set. Before we go there, um, final thoughts, Pope? Oh, final thoughts. Um, like most of the season, it, it's like you're looking forward to a really good Sunday, and then you get it, and you realize it's made out of that like off-brand Halo Top stuff. So it's okay. It's okay. You can eat it, but you're not enjoying it. Off-brand Halo Top? I know off-brand top stuff. Of course it exists. So you eat it and it's already Discount kind of disappointing. diet ice cream. Yeah, it's already disappointing. And then you go like, okay, I need a soda to wash this out of my mouth because like it's there. And then you and go to get Shasta? the soda. It's not even Shasta, okay? It's like the route, it's the Kroger brand soda. So it already tastes like off-brand Pepsi. And that's all you have. So that's what this episode was to me. It was off-brand soda after an off-brand diet ice cream sundae. I'm just... I keep joking that July 21st, three major gay events happen. The Barbie movie comes out, the uh, Drag Race finale, and I turn 30. And I'm like, I'm kidding. They're not all, like, the same level. No one really cares about the season of Drag Race. Womp. Um, It's funny when you were like, you're like, it's a Sunday. And I thought you were going to say, but it's from Friendly's. (laughs) It's a Sunday, but the cherry came out of Jimbo's crotch. What's Friendly's? <laughs> Wait, Joe, do you know? I like Friendly's. <laughs> do you know Friendly's? I like Friendly's. I I've been to what... a Friendly's one time, and I had a lovely time. They have Friendly's? cheese curds. 
It's Friendlies is like a Denny's, but they specialize in ice cream and they're on the East Coast. Oh. I think they all don't exist anymore because the Friendlies that I grew up going to is now Popeye's Chicken. I oh, will I say Popeyes. the last Popeye's is so they, good. They, so good. Get the apple pie. So good. Wait, they have an apple pie? Yeah, they have a cinnamon apple pie, and it like it it takes McDonald's apple pie and just slaps it. It slaps it out of the house. Oh it throws God. its suitcase after it. It's so good. And I thought the strawberry no, biscuit uh, I got was good. Oh, they're all good. They're all good. Yeah. No, everything everything at Popeyes is good. Um, I will say that at least at the, uh, I went to a Friendly's in like 2019, and they were still open. Huh. So they might still exist. Might. I don't know. I I was in a, I was near Rochester once. Fair enough. I didn't see Darian Lake or Mrs. Kasha Davis in her eight bedroom house because um, <laughs> she has good credit. My favorite thing is Darian Lake was like, "I love Mrs. Kasha Davis, but she has two Teslas, a house, and a loving husband. I have a cat to go home to. Vote for me." <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Most of my fame game votes did go to Darian. I don't blame you. Go to like... Dar- Darian got all ten of my votes. She got like I gave a couple to James because I would like James to do well. Um, because I do love an underdog. Um, I was maybe gonna vote for James for a few votes, and then she got two times the votes in the running, and I went. I'm not voting for either so, of these people. Here's my thought. My thought is it is both a blessing and a curse. Because I feel like unless you are a massive James or Lala stan, there is a part of you that goes, oh, fuck this person. Here's the thing is that I, there are massive James and Lala. James is the worst person to have gotten this as far, from a like fairness competition point. Because James has a social media brand that he can just make a YouTube video being like, you might not have seen this season of Drag Race, but if you go to this link and vote for me, I'll make 60 grand. And I'll buy all the sewer wigs. <laughs> and if I, I win the I fame game, I'll do the this in one minute. I wish that's what she could have done. Oh, that would have been so fun. And now we're going to um, move from this setup to our elaborately constructed exact recreation of the Jeopardy set. Um, but don't worry. Unlike Ken Jennings, we're not scabs for coming here. Yeah. What? Also, can I can I bring my comforter? I I can bring the comforter to the set, right? Because I, I don't want to be without it right now. Okay, I'm... comforter. I hardly know her. Okay, yeah. I'm bringing the comforter. Fuck, fuck you both. But no, uh, my Bialik uh is not doing Jeopardy Jeopardy right now, and uh, Ken Jennings crossed the picket line to host the episode that she walked out for. Oh wow! Ooh. Gross. Boo. Which I think I mean also has a level of like she is sag and he is not, but still. Um. He's probably sag. He's done commercials. I mean, it doesn't matter if you cross the picket line. You a scab. Yeah. I mean, I love there's a there's a TikToker fighting for his life in comment sections right now. Oh my god. Where he It's amazing. You know who I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh. I feel yeah. bad for the guy. He made a video that was like, I'm still gonna promote movies, and everyone's like, Yeah, you're gonna cross a picket line because you're a scab. Wait, how it's is- one of those things where it's like <clears throat> So he's being paid by movies to promote them. Oh. So th- that is scabbing. Okay. Um, like, so I've seen a lot of videos where people are like, hey, influencers, especially smaller ones, because bigger ones are going to be smarter about this. Do not take money from studios to do promo right now. They're going to be offering you fat checks. You have to say no. 
if you have any dreams that go beyond just doing this, you cannot promote movies right now for money. Well, shit. Which is rough. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's part. one of those things where I keep seeing a lot of... Someone was like, here's a story time about scabs. And the nice thing about scabs is you leave them alone, you ignore them, they go away forever. Ouch. Uh, anyway. Moving on. Uh, we're on the, the set. Yep. I think, yeah, we're on the set. Can I at least get a chair um, for my little podium thing? You have to stand. If cashiers in all of America have to stand... I you shop at too. I shop at Aldi. They give them chairs. All right, I'm just gonna. I'm leaning on the Why thing. Why don't we give cat? All right, all right. Hello, I'm Alana Trebek, and welcome back to Jep Rudy. Uh, today we have a few questions. Um, we're gonna play it in the volleying uh, standard of game because we have one contestant who is ill. So rather than uh, buzzing in, we are just going to. Whoever raises, oh wait, no, this isn't a visual medium. Um, we'll buzz in for who answers first. There you and then go. We'll That's what Robin. I was gonna say. Y- you took the words round right robin, Joe. Um, Dumb. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we are going to create a noise for each person. Joe, what is your noise? Round robin. Yum. And uh, round robin. Round, round robin. robin. Yum. Isn't it red robin? No, but we're. D- yeah, but we're doing a round oh, robin style okay. of answering okay. questions. There you go. It's topical to only this episode and nothing else. There you go. Um, it, it's like me shouting about birthdays. Anyways, uh, Pope, what is your noise? Uh, that's also awesome. that's not fair. Don't be making that voice anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, as we as as you may or may not know, Joe, you are at twenty nine. Pope, you are at twenty two. I am I only twenty nine for one more week. Yeah. There you go. All right. First question. Um, two queens have been eliminated by the same two people who are also hosts. Which are the two queens, and which are the two hosts? Two people have been eliminated. No, Pope made the noise first. Oh, yeah. I forgot that his noise was just the noise he's been making all episode. <laughs> Smart. Uh, I, know I was going to say Jimbo and Pangina Heels, but that's incorrect. Well, that's correct. It is? Yes. Now, who is the other person that got eliminated by Pangina Heels, but also got eliminated by someone who also eliminated Jimbo. Wait, what? David, this question's confusing. It's two queens and two hosts. I don't even know what this means. I thought it was Brooklyn Heights. No. Because because of being like a lip sync assassin, maybe. Nope. Wait, what are you... I don't understand the Uh, question. Yes? Is it... Yeah, I'm like. Uh, Rita Baga? Yes. Soaking that Meg Ganache. Nope. Oh. Okay, so explain. Okay, so he got it with Pangina and Jimbo? Yes. Okay, so there are two queens that were eliminated by two contestants who are also hosts. And it is the same. 
like it's the same. So like these two hosts slash contestants eliminated the same two queens at two different times. So, oh, so what you're saying is that Pangina and Brooke have both eliminated Jimbo on respective seasons? Brooke is not one of the answers. No. So is it people who eliminated Jimbo or is it people Pangina eliminated? No, it's this person, Pangina eliminated this queen as well. And so did Rita. So wait, so how is Jimbo in this? Jimbo was eliminated by Rita and Pangina. So who else did Rita and Pangina also eliminate? I feel like I'm going insane. This is a very confusing question, but I think I have I, an answer. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to guess the answer is lemon. Correct. There you go. Lemon was sent home. I, I feel a... like I'm, am I the one with a fever? <laughs> I just was aware that Rita Baggas two lip sync wins in Canada. So, hey, uh, listen, I'm, I, I've moved below my podium because I needed to lie down, but I'm answering this. Uh, so if I understand David's logic. Can, if Pope can successfully explain this question to me, I think he should get another point. Okay, let's see. <laughs> so Lemon was eliminated by. Eliminated. Was eliminated. First by a lip sync against Rita Baga. Correct. Then she was eliminated on Versus the World by Pangina. Correct. Rita would go on to host Drag Race Belgium. Correct. And Pangina is the co-host of Drag Race Thailand. Season three starting soon. Jimbo was eliminated, was also eliminated by Rita Baga, who would go on to host Drag Race Belgium. And also eliminated by Pangina on her versus the world correct so okay but i but the thing that makes me confused is that you got told yes when you said jimbo and pangina and i can't tell if we were just how many things were we supposed to get right all four so, so i had only three of the four one thing you only need to say lemon to win yes yeah but no but now i'm like so how Okay. When was I, the last time we dusted like, underneath the podiums? It's not nice under here. I just don't know what's going on. Next question. Anyways, are we giving Pope the extra point for explaining that? No. Okay. okay. I don't know what's happening. I'm scared and sad. <laughs> okay. I was on fire yesterday. Who are, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who are the nine queens with the most wins ever on, uh, in Drag Race history? You've done this. No, we didn't. We did lip syncs, not wins. Oh, okay. Yes. The first one is Jinx. She is not the first one, but she is on this list, so you get a point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Jinx is definitely on the list. Yes. Do you know how many she has won? Please don't make do I have to? Challenge. No, but do you want to? I'm gonna guess seven. Correct. But we won't do. We Thank won't you. do that. Um, I was like, no. Okay, we won't do that. Don't worry. No, right. I was on fire yesterday, and okay. Pope's head is on fire today. Okay. Pope, your turn. Trinity the Tuck. Correct. She has the most wins. 
literally always the answer to everything we do. Um, she has 11 wins. Every We forget about um, Ben de la Creme. Uh, correct. Seven wins. Shea Coulee. Correct. Eight wins. Yes. Shangela. No. Oh. She had six wins. Um, oh, well then, okay. So it has to be more than six because Alaska also has... No, she has five. Alaska has five. Um, nope, Alaska has six. Hmm. I'm gonna... Alaska has six. Shangela has five. Right. Um... Would either of you like to? Who who said Alaska? Oh no, I, I said Alaska. Alaska so as, you got like, you got the point. So she's oh, like, I get a point. Yeah. Hooray! So Alaska is the bottom. She is the lowest person with uh with. There's wins. two I'm more. Sure, they're top. Um. Okay, give me one sec. We have three um, left. Yeah. <laughs> we have three. Three left. Yeah. We were doing the top nine. No, no, no. It's nine. These nine queens have won the most. Three have six. Four have seven. One has eight. One has 11. Trinity has 11. Shay has eight. Ben and Jinx both have seven. Alaska has six. There are two more that have six and one more that has, um, and two more that have seven. Um, sorry. Uh, sorry. Give me one sec. I'm having a really, my brain is genuinely just having a very hard time grasping everything. Uh, <laughs> no worries. These are a lot of, this is a lot of stuff. Um, it's a lot of emotion for safe. Um, I love you both. Um, Manila? Correct. Seven. I was going to say, she has, she has, yeah. Monet Exchange. Correct. Jimbo. Correct. Silky Nut Meganash. No. No. She only has, I think, I think she's at four total. She has two in verses and two in, uh, 11. Um, I just want you guys to know that you're both tied. So this is the tiebreaker. Tie, tied is for in general? No, no, you're tied on this question. Okay. Oh. Is, is it four? Are we at four and four? Is there only one left? Correct. Okay. How many wins do they have? They have six. They have six wins. Six wins. One person, six wins. Yes. It's not Ginger, right? No. Cool. I didn't think so, but I wasn't positive. Hmm. Um. Yuriko O'Hara. No. That was a good guess. Um. She didn't have a lot of wins in her All-Stars. Um. Jada? No. No. Do you need a do you need a, a hint? No, not yet. Okay. Viv. Correct. I was like, wait a second. 
It's sex. She has three wins. Yep. All right. Do we and want one? Wait, was Raja was Raja not an answer? Raja no. was not an answer. No. No. All right. Do we uh, want for, Raja Gemini? No. Felt like she should have been an answer. Sorry. I just I was asking as like a genuine. Wait a second. Yeah. 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 All right. Question. She might have five. Um. Do we want one more question or two more questions? One, please. Okay. Just thought I would ask because I had a question from last week, but I like this question better. All right. This is an all-stars question. Name the th- And we're all-star. Yes. Name the three all-stars who won the first challenge and then later went on to bottom four times. Uh, bro, coo, 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 coo. I'm Roxy Anderson. I'm here to make it clear. Correct. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. What's that bitch on season five? I'm here to make it right. Give me a sound time. You know, Pope needs to go back to bed, Joe. I don't want to hear it from either of you. And I'm going to say Kahana Montrese. Correct. India Farah. Correct. Yeah. Thank y'all. I'm like, I know this one. Let me tally up these You're points. a liar, and that's why Derek don't like you. <laughs> um, let me tell they you. shouldn't have sent Derek home so early that would have been such good God, television it's such good TV they we all lost that season everyone lost that like it was a COVID season and on top of that they just fucked up All right. And that season is why Juju is the only non-winner on Dungeons and Drag Queens. Okay, Brennan Lee Mulligan's even won Drag Race before. Yeah, um, he didn't even show up. All right, point total: we have Joe at thirty-seven, Pope at thirty. Cool party. <laughs> and Great. then a question that rolls on to next week. All right. Okay. Well, if you liked this episode, make sure to follow us on all social medias. Pope is at ProHobbitPope. David is at David J. Gorin. And I'm at Jolie Green Giant. And we're at This Toxic Fandom, anywhere you can find things. Also, if you have any questions you want to submit for Jeopardy, please DM them to at David J. Gorin. And if you like us, tell a friend. If you really like us, tell your friend with benefits. And if you think we're just okay, you know, just tell a one-night stand. Word of mouth is important. And if you don't want to tell anyone in person, just leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, stay toxic. Uh, I'm going to bed. <laughs>